if we take the tires and the wheels and we put them together, we'll probably be able to sell more tires and wheels. And everybody goes, <laughs> holy <laughs> shit. All right, Paul, I'm going to throw you right into a scene. All right, let's go. Let's do it. Paul, you are a director of product mm-hmm. at a large company, and you mostly focus on internal tools for okay. these people. All right, that makes sense. Big company then, like tens of thousands of employees. Big company, tens of thousands of employees, and you are managing subsidiaries at headquarters, and the people that are managing these subsidiaries get their numbers, their reports on a daily basis and weekly basis sure. of how sure. those subsidiaries are performing. How many tires did we sell? How many tires did we sell, et cetera, et cetera, yeah. right? And production and Molasses input. Okay. And you've been asked, actually, to... It's finally time to upgrade the platform, and it's time for you to sit down with your plan. And go to the powers that be. Let's say, for in this case, it's just that your boss, the VP, who has budget, and you want. It actually came down from him. He's. It like, came down from him. He's yeah. like, go do the work and see what we should do. And now yeah. you're back, okay? And now you're back telling what you should do. And you're asking for three quarters of a million bucks. Not a ton of money no, in the world crazy. of tires and molasses. No, what we spend on like rental cars in a month at this company. <laughs> okay, three quarters of a million bucks. But mm-hmm. you're a little nervous. And you well, want to make budget sure for me, I, you know, I've been doing this for 10 years, but like mostly I sort of spend other people's money without worrying about it. I work with it. I like, I've never run a whole product like this before. You've never run a whole product like this before. You've never been asked to make a call this big before. And when the numbers get big, you know what also gets big? Hmm. The impact radius of success or failure. So if oh, this yeah. goes wrong and you told them the wrong thing and it goes off the rails, it is on your neck. And it's not on your neck for a week and they forget about it. It's on your neck for months. Well, if wanna... it goes really well and they find their analytics and shows that you've improved throughput and communication by 22%, you're a hero. What I love is you've really set me up here because I have no mentorship, no one above me who actually knows what I do, and no one to help me get my job done. I know you made it sad. No, I know, but it's this not is sad. This is real. You're in the company. You're the product manager. They give you the three quarter director, million budget. Exactly. They didn't give you a three quarter million budget. They didn't give you a budget. They're like, why don't you tell me what this is going to need? And your boss, no matter what number you give him, is going to say, mm, mm. I thought it was going to be a quarter million bucks max. So I've got seven different divisions that each get a daily report, and it used to come to them as a PDF. And now we want to give them a dashboard. That's our it's goal here. It's time right? to give them a dashboard, and they can open that dashboard on their phone. Mm-hmm. But some and of them still want the PDF, so we got to get them that. They still want that, right? <laughs> can't, can't and you came back much, yeah. and you decide you told them to buy some reporting platform, and then there's going to be some custom software. It's going to need to be built. You got a quote. It's going to be three quarters of a million bucks, and you're sitting there and you're sweating it because okay, so- you need to explain to your boss that this is worth it. That this is worth their risk, risk for them, and you're willing to put your name behind this call, and it's an expensive one. Hold on, director. I need some. I need to understand my motivation because if I'm in a big enough org, wouldn't like SAP just descend and say, "Why would you ever do that? We have a reporting module that you can plug in right here." No, this org is ready to go. We're nimble now. We're tired we're of SAP. A, we're tired of SAP. Yeah. We want rapid soft. And by the way, uh, so Paul, how long is this going to take? Mm, you okay. say, when, when am I going to see this thing on my phone, Paul? I'm going to be the boss for a second. Well, if you want a uh, what people usually do answer or you want an honest answer. You're looking for a sign off. You want me to sign off on this so you can go do it and hire the team and get the vendor and just go to work. 
Help you know me what? understand. Are we doing? I got a, a better idea. Are we doing a good job or are we doing an accurate job here? You're just trying to get me to give you that money because I'm a knucklehead. Okay. All you know is you need to wrench this 750 grand out of my hands because you know this is the right call. But I'm an idiot a little bit. So I'm going to come in and I'm going to show you how this is going to work. Okay, Paul, I got 20 minutes. We should have started this yesterday. Okay, well, you know, yesterday is when we did start because I've already gathered the team. What we got to do here, this is the way you build things. You build your data, you get your API in place, and then you start building your stuff on top of it so people can see their dashboards. Sound good? You know what I'm talking about? Of course, it does. of course I do. Oh, well, then we're in a good place. How here. are we getting this done? Well, you know, you asked me to go talk to IT and to see if I could get some time with the CTO. Uh-huh. And uh, they just, they're brick wall. They say they're, they're scheduled you know what? Q, oh, Q17. Whoa. Paul, I got 17 minutes. All right. I got to get on a plane, okay? I don't want to hear about CTO. I need this thing. I'm tired of the subs complaining then, to me about not seeing the data in a decent way, and I can't send 40 meg PDFs anymore. All right, you got to give me a month, and I got to go out and get somebody to do it then. Do what? Build you're going to get this to me in my hands in a month? No, no, no. I got to get someone to build this for you in a month. Okay. Cut scene. It's a month later. We meet again. Okay. Paul, I got 15 minutes. <laughs> I'm going to a conference. <laughs> Why do I never get Sarasota. promoted? Sarasota. <laughs> I'm going to Sarasota, Why is Florida. my career in like a Where s- slowdown? Is, all right. Do we have a plan? We have a great plan. I talked to three different agencies. I got three different proposals. Okay. And I found the one I okay, want Okay, wait, hold on. So we're going out. We don't have the people to do this? That's what I told you at the last meeting. What the, are you drunk? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Please don't fire me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're going outside. Yeah, yeah. Because right, I'm not against this. Honestly, well, are we gonna be able to take it in? We don't have any choices because it's IT won't give me any resources until Q17, 2028. Okay, fine. So we All gotta right. go. Do you have a favorite? Yeah, I do. They're the ones with the best design, and they got good technology underneath. They were the ones who were the straightest shooters. I talked to all of them. The other one sent me like two 20 year olds. Okay. okay. All right. I trust you, man. Well, you what's know what's, uh, what's you this know, gonna cost? About seven fifty. Seven fifty. It is what it is. The problem is that the thing we're asking for, which is the live data coming from a lot of different feeds, there's all kinds of legacy integration we got to do. And so you can't just turn a switch on this. It's not, you got to actually- What's the time frame we're talking about? About four to six months. Four months to get something on the screen and about six months to make it real. Pause. Do you know what you've been doing this whole time? What? Selling. You are a salesman. You are nothing more than a salesman. You had to go put a story together, craft that story. We did this rough shot right here. Like Mm -hmm. we just kind of riffed. But what you would have actually done is deciphered my psychology. Even though I'm your boss, you would have sat down, you would have thought about timing, about when to do it. You would have crafted a story. You would have looked for my vulnerabilities. Make the risk look insignificant compared to the upside. And smart, You need me to look good. I'm going to make you look good. You are doing all the things that salespeople do. Now, look, when we say salespeople, there are salespeople who are selling Chevy blazers. Does Chevy still make a blazer? That's a, I think that's something you wear. This is the thing. When it's a tangible product, you have a consumer who sort of has done the work. They come in with a handful of brochures and they did the research. They know they want leather seating and they're going in there buying. You know how my brother buys a car? How does your brother buy a car? He's a good negotiator. He's an excellent negotiator. He works in HR at a pretty high level. And so he goes in and he just, and he brings his wife who is utterly merciless. Like my brother's kind of you know, like me, like, hey, great to meet you. So she's already got everybody rattled and he just goes and goes and he's tireless. He just sort of keeps giving up on the car. And then the last move, the final move, when they're like, okay, I went to my boss. I can't take another hundred dollars off. He says, let me borrow your calculator. And he just walks out to the car. These are like like car purchasing tips from 1975. He takes the calculator, walks out and just walks around the car and just hits numbers at random. 
What's he doing? Well, the, the salesman is watching him going, what the hell is he doing? Well, what is he doing? <laughs> nothing. nothing. He's faking nothing. it. He's just walking around hitting numbers and kind of looking in the windows. Okay. And then he comes back and says, could we just do another 150 off? And the guy goes, fine, just please. Just, just yeah. Let's just, just go. Be done. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. And it's genuine. Like he's able to get, he really just grinds them. Can feel like there's the point where they're like, ha I'm still getting my commission. And then yeah. there's the point of like, yeah, I'm kind of getting something. You're making a great point here because if I'm your boss... I always want the discount. Like even if you said seven fifty, I'd be like, Paul, find it for five hundred. Yeah, they love to- doing that. Oh right? yeah. As a shop, we are Postlight, a digital product studio here in New York City. No matter what price you give, they always want to take a little bit of a haircut yep. off of it. They just love to see that move because it shows a that they had some prowess. They were able to get it to a better place, and they were able to get you to bend to their will, right? And you that's know, you know what every industry always tries to standardize pricing. Remember the Saturn automobile? Right, right, right. It had like a fixed price. It had a fixed price. You would go in there, you'd say, I'm going to spend, you know, 15... First of all, you're going to spend a lot of money on a Saturn. That was a problem. That was a challenge. But it was cheaper. It was supposed it's to like, be cheaper. All that infrastructure... cheaper, it's quality, but you know what? Don't haggle with us. All that infrastructure about negotiation. You know who else does this? So we got our first car... I had little baby twins and we had to go get a car just to like get the twins around. And we bought it in Bay Ridge, Brooklyn, and we got fleeced. We got fleeced on our Mazda. It was terrible. Don't buy a car in Bay Ridge, Brooklyn. Never. We had to get the deal done in a day. We're holding babies and they just went. <laughs> <laughs> Why'd you bring your twins? Because oh, we didn't have a sitter. Like you we're, just, we're just desperate, right? So we got a car that, you know, like the electrical subsystem just like evaporated within about 22 seconds. It just. <laughs> It was all right. We, used. we stretched it out for about okay. six years. It was okay, but we got fleeced. Yeah. And so after that, my wife looked at me and it's like, let's just drive to Pennsylvania, trade the car in for a thousand dollars and go to CarMax, which is another, it's a used car place, but there's no wiggle room on the price. It is pure sticker. I see. And those and, are nice, right? Like, well, no. And I watch people like, Hey, can you do anything? And the guy just goes, I cannot. No one gets rewarded for doing that. This is interesting because you're highlighting something really important, which is even the software that's sold, like a Salesforce sales rep or an mm-hmm. Oracle sales rep, they have wiggle room oh, they because they want to make you feel or special. Or anything at scale, right? Like my, your Microsoft Word install license, there's always some room if and you have a thousand people. Exactly. Like Microsoft's not going to negotiate with you, but no. they'll totally negotiate with General Electric. Of course. And so that flexibility is real. Like for us, we are at that extreme. We don't have a product, in fact. We are, right. we are scoping. We're determining the breadth and size of an effort what kind of work it takes. We're sizing you up. Look, I've said it to people. I was like, look, I got to be frank. We would charge this if you were a large investment bank, but you're not. You're a startup and we like you and we like this conversation. We're going to charge you something else. And that's real. There's that's a, a secondary f- reality there, which isn't just like, we're nice people or we want our people to be happy. That's all good. But the big organizations have a cost to come with them because there's a lot of meetings and a lot of time. They eat time. There is that. So you got to be enormous investment. It's not just like, Oh, the banks have all the money. It's like the banks require six to eight meetings and they have complicated governance structures. You know, the 20 person organization can make a decision and get their software shipped in two weeks. And sometimes the bank is like, we have to, you know, Sarbanes-Oxley is a real concern here. And you're like, okay, well, here we go. You're bumping into the point, like I handle a lot of the sales for Postlight. That's right. That's right. And the one piece of advice for a situation like this that we just went through in the scenario you had, where mm-hmm. you're trying to get that sign off on that 750, or when I'm in meeting 11 for yeah. that large engagement and wondering whether to go in, the advice I would give is hang back. You will know when you walk in the room 
if someone is ready. And here's what I mean by ready. If they're not ready, A, it's not you. They're just not even sure if this is the right thing to do yet. Yeah, that's true. This is something we see a lot of, right? Like somebody shows up and you know they're four months away from making a decision. Well, they don't know what decision to make. Like I'll give you an example. Like we landed a large engagement over the last year. The first hurdle was getting them to understand that this was the right thing to do. I hadn't talked to them about like Postlight is the one who should do it for you. No, but you should build a thing that works this way. Yeah. And And honestly, like we sound like we're being very vague here. An API driven consolidated platform that's easy to maintain and use on a daily basis. Like we're not like selling mystery. No, no, exactly. It's good advice. In fact, it's very generous. And if you think about the conversations you're having with your boss, right? If you're only going in there for the sell, if you're only going in there to get the money with your hat in your hand, how much trust well, does that this boss... Is, this is the hardest lesson. This is why it's so hard. To, like truly product-focused salespeople are hard to find because sales is listening, not telling. And building trust. Yeah. And it, it's not fake trust, right? Like it's not a kind of once you can fake sincerity, you can do anything. It's like you got to get in there and you got to listen and yep. you don't have a plan or a strategy. You want that 750 in five minutes? You need to have had 11 meetings with that person where you're not talking about the cost well, let's, yet. Let's go get the 750. You ready? Yeah. Okay. Paul, you've said... We got to get a better dashboard situation going. Now, here's what I really need to do. I need to go look at dashboards. I need to understand what the world is, and I need to understand what the pieces are if I don't already. I need the knowledge and the ability to converse and be comfortable about what this is. It can't just be like dashboards. Meaning I as the buyer? Yes, as the buyer. I need to go and look and understand what the hell we're actually building to the best of my ability. If I don't understand, I need to talk to people about like, hey, can I see your dashboard? Should this be like Google Analytics? Yeah. Everybody wants to talk to you. Everybody wants to sort of figure it out with you because software is interesting. But your decision maker, your boss, yeah, you're internalizing all that knowledge, but you have to have those dialogues well, with no, your boss. As you take it to your boss, you go, wow, this is a big world and it's really easy to spend millions of dollars a year and pour them down a bucket. Right. That's the number one signal oh, you okay. want to send. So now you've done something really important here. What you've done is, and this is huge, whether you're selling to somebody outside or inside of your org, is you've decided to share their anxiety. That's right. But also move that dollar window a little bit. Get your some breathing room. People spend <laughs> people spend millions of dollars on this and they get nothing in return. Say those words out loud. So we're not whatever we do, we're not going to spend millions. Yeah. Okay, we're going Well, you're nervous. We're going down together here, dude. I get right. it. I don't want this money. I wish I could spend less, right? But I'm nervous because I am with you on this. Well, I got 350 users who do their job running the rest of the company based on this platform. This thing's key. First of all, let's not do it if we're not serious. Okay. So like, really, you don't go to your boss and stomp your feet and say that, but you go like, look, we got to either go in or not. It's too risky. Otherwise, let's stay with what we got. I hate to say it, but it's safe. People can bitch and moan, but they'll still use it every day. Yep. So then back that out a little bit, but like we want a bold new future because we need growth. This company needs growth. So I got to guarantee to you that the thing I'm going to deliver is going to get you growth. Correct. Now I got to explain to you how it actually works. And I got to do it in a set of metaphors and fun stories because you can't actually, as my boss, focus on what an API is and what a product is. Now right. you're understanding your audience. Now you're essentially internalizing their anxiety, their fears about making a purchase like this. You're not no selling No matter it. what, there's 12 meetings that are happening about this thing. The 12 meetings are absolutely necessary because for many of those meetings, you're actually not selling. What you're yes. doing, and this is what I mean by hang back. What I mean by hang back is, what do we need? 
Yeah. And then you'll end the meeting and you're like, okay, let me think about this for a bit. I want to talk to some more people. I want to get some more demos. Well, and go talk to Peggy. Go talk to Jim. Go exactly. talk to Nat and find out about, you know, they're going to be your users. Exactly. And we listen to them. We listen to them over and over and over again. And you're kind of building up a document too at the same time. Could be a deck, could be some use cases mm-hmm. and requirements, or you're working towards an RFP. But you're, you're, you're also doing this building thing. up trust, right? I mean, yeah, for- but nobody wants you to come build trust with them. They want to see you working on your RFP and they, you're asking them for their advice. You can't go to someone and be like, I want to build a trustworthy relationship with you. They'll never trust you. My goal in the first meeting is to say a minimum amount of words. Well, and your job is to get to the next meeting. But the easiest way to do that is say, I'm going to be working on this thing. I really want to come show it to you Mm -hmm. or talk about it. Create an artifact that everyone can agree on or disagree on so that they're not agreeing or disagreeing on all the politics or your role in the organization. That's what they'll focus on unless there's an artifact. That's right. Now you've got the technical understanding. You've literally drawn a map of the organization and who will be using it. You've profiled them a little bit and said, you know, what do they want and what will they get? You've done the homework. You've done a massive amount of work on behalf of your boss to make an informed decision having this conversation like Google Docs are falling out of my brain, one of the most powerful ones is list all the stakeholders. What do they have today? Where will they be in the future? Left, right, left, right. What will I get for all these people who are going to use this? And they could be personas, they could be individuals. And it's like, for you, you want to get a promotion. For your boss, he wants to look good and get a bonus. You might not put those into the spreadsheet. Those are hidden cells. Yep. <laughs> outcomes. What are the positive outcomes. outcomes? That's right. And so, because what happens is these projects take their own initiative and they get their own momentum and they lose connection to reality. And so, if you really want to sell something internally and build something new and make a difference and learn how that works, you have to keep growth and outcomes in your brain at all times because everyone can kill you at any moment if they say, well, it just sounds like we're going to build a bunch of stuff. Well, they all will always say that. Yeah, They'll but if you say, say if we combine the dashboards, we can get an overall view of the company and the tire division and the wheel division can suddenly start to work together. And imagine if we put tires on wheels, how much money we can make. (laughs) Right? No, but seriously, it's honestly that stupid half the time. There is a point after you're doing all that listening and all that learning and all that sort of research and all that gathering of knowledge and whatnot. And then finally, there is this point where the script flips. And you actually become, and I've done it with prospects, where I actually become almost aggressive. Like, okay, enough. We've done the work. We understand what's needed. And now this is what you need to do. And I've used this phrase many times. You'd hope you have, right? Like you'd hope that after the time you've spent on this thing and the time you spent with these people, and this is a phrase I use a lot, which is like, I'm going to tell you what you need to do whether it's Postlight doing it for you or somebody yeah, else. Yeah, we say this a lot. I say it all the time. The thing like, is, is at that point, it's true. Like, there's, Be generous with that information. It, you're not it, giving anything away. All you're doing is, is actually building a relationship. And all we're doing really, all our company does is back into one or two patterns that are proven to work. An API-driven front end that is efficient using a well-understood language and back end a nice framework on the front end that is attractive using a component library that people know. Things that can be built on and continue to develop using standard technology that connect to revenue and growth for an organization. There are like four patterns. Yes, four baseline patterns yeah, yeah, no, that but, you build on top of. But that of, is but what agreed. we're always backing people into. Yes. It's advice that if you listen to this podcast, you've heard 30 times. It's just you need to see it to get out of your brain in your specific context and get backed into one of those patterns. Yeah. It's actually a huge huge amount of work. Especially for people who need metaphors and don't really understand the tech, and but they're the ones making these calls. People forget to sell growth when they sell software services too. That I, happens I've, I've known people who 
put a ton of time into a particular path, pitched it to their bosses, and their boss is like, nope, not going to do that. And they've quit. Yeah. They've just felt like, what am I going to do here? Like, this is the right thing. I'm utterly deflated. I spent four months putting this strategy together and they don't want to do it. You know what? They can't articulate 90% of the time. God bless them. I love those people. They're my friends, a lot of them. <laughs> they cannot articulate why the boss said no. He's an idiot. He's an idiot and he can't and he's do an, it. Or he's, he's an going. asshole. And what they don't realize is he's afraid. He doesn't understand the risks yep. and that they have sold to him a vision that does not connect to the mm-hmm. revenue and growth of the larger organization. And I'm saying larger organization, you could be talking JP Morgan or you could be talking Amnesty International. It is the same pattern. These calls are gambles. Mm-hmm. And when you gamble, oh, sometimes you can lose, You're spending right? $750,000 on a pile of abstractions that is delivered to you by a bunch of dudes in shorts. <laughs> right? Like I mean, bad pitch, Paul. No, but I mean, this is like, that's not post light, but that's yep. like your average IT delivery. Yes. Like you hear, yes. Hey, you know, my guys in Estonia, just, it's a holiday right. today. I forgot to tell you. Here's the other wonderful thing about doing this. The next time, if this goes well, when that next project comes around, that conversation's way shorter. They trust you already. Yeah, but you know what? You've also learned how to talk to them. True. That is the big, True. that's the biggest thing here. And I mean, look, you know where we see it? We see it as two old men of the firm and you got a young developer who's excited about a new technology or someone who is really thrilled about a certain design aesthetic. And Mm -hmm. you just, you know, in your heart that the amount of effort to get that technology into an organization and get support around it is greater than the kind of the market will bear. Yes. Doesn't mean it's not cool. Doesn't mean I wouldn't like to go sit and play and understand all these things myself, but I just know that I can't have that conversation in the meeting. Meanwhile, someone is very intellectually excited and stimulated by this. And it kind of sucks. Like you got to be like, we're not using that. We're going to use Node, which used to be the really cool edgy thing that nobody was allowed to use, right? (laughs) And so so then they can make an argument like, well, Node used to be that way and this new thing could be this way. And you're like, yeah, absolutely. And you're right. I want to close this with one last piece of advice. And this is a weird one. When you're going in, and finally, like you've crystallized it down to a pitch. And, and again, that pitch could be just you asking your boss for that budget money. What people love to do, because it makes them look really smart, is they love to lay out these edge cases or alternate cases when they're telling the story. Mm-hmm. It's terrible. There is nothing worse. Oh, when you're selling? When you're selling, I yeah, know you're horrible. feeling really smart because you thought about that thing yeah. that might happen. Let's talk about what would happen if five cats got into the server room. I, I, <laughs> Let's talk about what happens if all of a sudden Egypt ceases to exist. Uh, we've had some young guns here at Postlight go into those meetings and he thought the way that they could add value is by pointing out everything that could go wrong because that means that they're thinking ahead. And it's not that it's bad. Things can go wrong. Of course, things can go wrong. But what happens is when you're watching a movie, you ever watch a movie and then 20 minutes in like a Terrence Malick film, all of a sudden they're just making tea. Yeah. Like I was a war film for like no, the first 20 minutes. I know. But now they're just making tea. Yeah. And I was like, what? Gentle why'd waving you take- grass by an ocean. <laughs> just why'd you take me off? You had this forward momentum. The forward momentum of a narrative is huge. When you're ready to finally tell that story, it's literally a story arc. It is a story arc. There's pain and suffering and then there's resolution and there's a way out. And that story you're telling, oftentimes it's couched in the consulting speak of findings and recommendations. That's right. The findings are never like, everything looks pretty good to us. Yeah. The findings are like, you are screwing up 
80 different ways. You know what it is? You know, in the SEC, when you put out that prospectus around your company, <laughs> you're going to go public. <laughs> you have all those horrible things. No, no. Happen. It's just like a rocket ship to the moon. And then you get to those like, now there are some risks. Yeah. Nah, no, but the, the risks are like, we're on the coast and the yeah. sea levels are rising. Oh, yeah. <laughs> or just like the, one of the co-founders killed five men. But it's like, <laughs> but he we does have, have a felony record. Yeah. So we just want to give you uh, a little heads up here. Yeah. You know, Full so, disclosure. It is real. Don't show off. Take the risks, put them in a spreadsheet, make that, you know, Appendix C. If you're going to outline them and when they're talking and they start to see it, when their eyes get wide and you're like, okay, I've got him. He's going to give me that 750. Let him go through that excitement. Like, don't say, yeah, but you know, be careful there. You don't want to make sure you don't get too many. Let him tell you everything you just told him right back so that it becomes his own as he takes it away from you. It is his own. It yeah. truly is his own. That is the way corporations work. And it's, I think client <laughs> service makes that really easy because that's the actual deal. The perfect sales meeting is one where they repeat back exactly what you just said and they are ready to go take it and make it work. And then they say, how long will it take? That's, what that's your arrived. goal. Work towards that goal. And anything that looks like it might get in, that, in the way of that goal, yep. write it down. Like, Don't cover up the truth Again, here. Even internal money. Same yeah. thing. It's the same thing. When they are starting to use your language and tell the story and back to you and to others, you're, you've arrived. Unless they point. say, I want to know all the risks so we can talk about them together, then that's on you. You go right. take care of the risks. Right. They want to go do their thing, whatever their thing is. We've given people gold today, Paul. I know, but you got to listen to this podcast, like I think, three or four times to unpack what's happening. This you, was dense. You and I are in those rooms a lot. Yeah. Be generous. Build trust. Listen early on, put your ego aside, tell a story, provide a narrative where there's real resolution. And at the end, everybody's like, you know, that scene where the like the two people are holding hands and spinning really fast in the mountains. Yeah. Like, it's just a wonderful, glorious moment. And it's theirs. You know what I'm doing in 20 minutes? What? Having a sales call with somebody who listens to this very podcast. Oh, dear. Yep. So uh, let's see how it goes. Speaking of generosity, we share our secrets here. Isn't that wonderful? It is. Not we all are of them. Postlight a digital mm-hmm. product studio. We are your technology partner for apps, platforms. We bring design, engineering, product leadership to bear. We've shipped some amazing platforms for big banks, big media, across the board, all kinds of great work. So Yeah, we'd love to work with you. We like to build big things. Reach out. Hello at postlight.com. All right, I'm going to go prep for that call. Good luck. Bye.